Welcome to Thoughts from the Pickup Line, a financial podcast designed for perspective, guidance, and protection. Created by two family guys, blessed enough to be able to pick up our kids each week, and advisors providing more than financial planning. Each episode, we'll check in with topics on health and wealth, talk investments, and share our motivations and our inspirations that keep us moving forward, as well as our challenges and how we pivot throughout our lives to adjust. Please enjoy this episode's thoughts. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Tyler Smith, and this is going to be our sixth episode of Thoughts from the Pickup Line. Joining me every week, as usual, is Brandon Gregg. Hello, hello. Very glad to be uh, discussing everything, uh, financial planning, and just what's going been going on the last few weeks of our, our lives here. So um, doing pretty good. Had a family friend or um, in town this past week, and will be spending another week with us as well. So have had a chance to spend a lot of time uh, visiting a lot of friends we don't get to see very often, uh, playing a lot of games and uh, going to movies, things like that. So I'm a little tired. It, it's, a, it's a little odd sometimes having someone stay in your house, but we've been having a really good time. So how have you been, Tyler? Now, before you answer that, I have to mention here, two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago, you sent me pictures of the ocean. Yeah. And then this past week, you sent me pictures of a beautiful lake. Yeah. Um, are you ever home? Yeah, uh, I, I can tell you that you can check my house for the next three years, and you're always going to find me <laughs> home. Uh, it's been it's been wild, man. It's been so great. It's bittersweet, is how I am today. So you might be able to get yeah. me smiling and motivated and grab some good, really uh, positive out of me. But it is super it is bittersweet, you know. So I was able yeah. to spend some time, uh, like we mentioned on the last podcast with my wife's family and we spent some time, uh, on vacation there and down in Florida. And then this is the time of the year that I always visit my family. And so, um, kind of as that quick little recap, uh, I grew up in a small little Valley in the mountains in Pennsylvania. And then when I was in college, my parents got a little place or in high school, rather got a little place up on Seneca Lake, which is, um, I don't know, maybe an hour North of where I grew up and they've been living there ever since. And so, uh, that's home to me now. I've, you know, I call the Finger Lakes home, even though I did grow up there on the border of New York and Pennsylvania. So we go home and July 4th is always fun. I think I mentioned there the golf cart parade. So we were able to do the golf cart parade and I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more at the end. Um, but yeah, it was great. And I would choose the lake over the ocean any day of the week. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I would. And maybe not every day of the week, maybe like five out of seven <laughs> of the days of the week, because the one thing you can't do in the lake in July that you can do, I guess you can, it's just, I'm not built for it, but I mean, the water's cold, you know, it's just, you're not, you're not in a position where it's, you know, in the eighties even like it's, it's in the low seventies. Like, I mean, it's, it's cold, it's brisk. It takes your breath away. Um, but it's fun to do water sports. And so we got to do some of that kind of, so yeah, I mean, it was great. Um, but yes, I mean, so a lot of travel, I had two, a uh, thousand or not thousand miles, but I mean, it was big. I mean, going home to my parents is 657 yeah. miles, 700 miles. So two big road trips with a car full of kids. Uh, so yes, <laughs> we are going to be planted for quite a while, man. Yeah, but no, I'm locked good, and loaded good, and super excited. I got a chance to talk about so many of these things we're going to talk about today with mm-hmm. some of my friends and family about the business. And so it's been, it's been wildly rejuvenating and exhausting at the exact same time. Yeah. So that's the bittersweet of it is that um, 
I always feel like I'm saying goodbye because it's tough to not live at home. You know, I think mm -hmm. that's something I complain to you about probably in private more than anything else. But <laughs> being so far away from home, I only have a couple buddies I still hang out with from high school. And so I always make sure that I try to get a chance to see them. And with college, you know, I, I came all the way out here to go to school mm -hmm. and my friends are from all over the country. And so literally, like I can kind of bounce in on them all over the place, but um, it was great because I got to see a couple of them when I was home and it was great. And the other side of the bittersweet is that I love Indiana and I love <laughs> living where I live. We got our air conditioning fixed. And so life is going to go back to that peaceful Midwestern lifestyle starting today. There's no doubt yeah, about we'll that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. See. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, let's let's jump in. You said you got to talk to about a lot of things um, with with some friends. So, we'll, let's just kind of give a quick summary of what we're talking about today. We're gonna dive a little bit into cash flow planning. I've got a shout out for Combat Cookies, and then we're gonna do a little more crypto talk. So, why don't we just jump right into the cash flow planning? So, when we talk about cash flow planning, a lot of people, and, and you'll see the commercials, you'll see. There's always a financial planning commercial or an article, you know, where, where clients are asking, you know, what, what do I need to retire? And I totally despise that idea of there's a certain number for every individual, you know, do you need to have this much money? Yeah. I think that's just rubbish. <laughs> what, yeah. what we find is, is people really just want to know, can I retire and can I live the lifestyle that I'm living now? Or this is the lifestyle I want. Can I do it? So that kind of narrows down, you know, outside of, maybe talking about the healthcare decision, I think income planning and cash flow planning is the number one thing that we hear from clients. Would you agree with that, Tyler? Yeah, man, for sure. I think the the piece of cash, so cash flow planning can come in many different forms, but like mm -hmm. you just had defined it. I mean, really, to me, it's the process of looking at what your future income is going to be, what your future expenses are mm -hmm. going to be, and any major expenses, vacations, uh, giving money to kids, things like that. And then building backwards with your investments, yeah. you know, like if you're in a position where, you know, you don't have a ton of expenses and you're going to have a pretty good income, then, you know, your investments are going to change their form. If you're in a position where you need to continue to grow your assets, you know, if you're younger and you have grand, you know, visions of second homes and wild vacations, then your investments are going to need to be more aggressive, right? So- right. I think that's the simplest way of putting it and putting a number to it. Like you had said, um, man, I, I agree with you. It's just, how do you put a number to what you're guessing you want your mm -hmm. retirement to be, you <laughs> sure. know, like the idea sure. of me telling you right now what I want in retirement. Sure. Like we have objectives and we have plans put in place for our individual financial plan. Mm -hmm. Um, but thinking that I'm going to have any idea what my life looks like in 30 years is just wild. That's the key to it is we just don't know. So a part of that is kind of looking at where you're at now and then putting that in the future and saying, you know, what are some of these goals that you have and is it going to look similar? Is it not going to look similar? And then we can kind of navigate that. I know we had put, you put up here something from, from Carl Richards, that I think is, is very good. You want, want to talk about that? Cause that kind of uh, really directly says exactly what I'm saying when that about the whole number being rubbish. Yeah, because I, I think one of his um, whiteboard illustrations that we threw up there recently was that goals are only guesses. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've been talking about that, how 
so many of our clients' lives, just in the time that I've worked with them, their lives have changed so much. The, the goals right. are going to change, right? And really, what matters to you most is where that goal needs to be defined. You know, what, what are you grateful for? What are the things that really make you run at the end of the day? And then once we know what those are, then what clients really want and what I think I want personally more than clients or prospects or friends or family or anyone is I just want to know I'm okay. Right. You know, given where I am right now and what's going on in my life, what are my risks if I have any? Mm-hmm. And, you know, am I going to be able to do these things? Am I going to be able to leave money to my kids? Am I going to be able to go on vacation? Am I going to be able to feel safe that my bills are going to get paid? That's why having a specific number just seems a little bit arbitrary to me. That seems pretty easy. Like I could say to anybody, sure, yeah. I mean, if you have $10 million, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I'll give you a 99. There's your retirement number, you know? (laughs) So yeah, I think it's a lot more about the emotional intelligence side of it. I think it's about Mm -hmm. being thoughtful and intelligent about what you are working for you know, mm-hmm. what matters to you most. And then from there, it is easier to back, you know, backtrack. And we had that conversation recently. I think I shared with you, one of our clients who is a uh, doctor up in Anderson is in a position where she's getting ready to retire and she still just can't quite believe it. You know, I have to share sure. with her that, you know, like, well, the money that you need will now come from your investment accounts instead of coming from a paycheck. Well, you know, is it every other week? Do you take out Social Security? (laughs) You know, like, well, no. I mean, retirement distributions are taxable. It's important to acknowledge that, right? And that's as far as it goes. You know, there isn't Social Security. It's not earned income. It's unearned income if it comes from your IRA. So now I'm getting into the weeds a little bit too much. But, you know, it is, it's something where that, that is what we do the most of. That's why it's so important to us is that people do have those big questions. Like if I run out of, what happens if I run out of money? Or right. um, what if I have a big expense? Or where do I take my money from? And the, the point that you're, you're getting at there and what, what we find is, is we're, we're talking a lot about what seems like the end goal and am I okay? That, that doesn't mean that we're not getting every bit of information from a client and we are working through every detail of income, expenses, you know, assets and things like that. The, the work is being done. But what we found is, is a lot of clients, um, they want to see when that work's done, they just want to see, am I okay? <laughs> you know, they, there, there's the emotional aspect to that. Uh, but there's a lot of work that still has to be put into it. You know, when they ask that, you know, what if I have a big expense where, or, you know, what, what assets am I pulling my money from? Like, we've got to be able to back that up with the facts. Uh, yes. So we are asking a lot of those questions because a lot of times it is, um, a client is just, you know, finally gotten the courage just to, to ask the question, am I going to be okay? Well, it's not as simple as just yes or no. You know, we got to, we got to put all the numbers in there and really, really do the research and help them to, and show them that they're going to be okay. Yeah. And it's kind of wild because asking for help is tough and mm-hmm. asking for help from a financial advisor can be even tougher. You sure. know, we are in a situation where, Today, I, I believe that people will go out of their way to avoid being sold. Sure. You know, it's just a situation where it doesn't make you feel comfortable. But these are really big questions where you need to make sure you are getting the good advice, you know. And what we do, like you had said, the work still gets done, is we have a couple different planning programs that we use. It's right. the technology piece of our commitment to our clients and prospects. We have state-of-the-art technology that allows us 
depending on how in-depth the client's needs are, to facilitate an entire financial plan that does provide the details. It does provide the numbers. It does factor in for inflation and for healthcare and for everything else like that. Um, and that's what we use as our foundation to then be able to tell people, you'll be okay. Right. Or we'll say, you'll be okay if, you know, we Correct. do this. You know, if we make a couple different changes here, it should, you know, help you out more along those lines. And that's how it starts with us, you know. So if you're in a position where you do want to kind of ask that first question, am I going to be okay? What happens if I do have a big expense? Um, that's where it starts with us is just a phone call. You know, it's a general intake where we get your basic information and we have a survey that we can email to you that helps us with one of our programs. And then from there, we'll be able to catch any major red flags. And that's, you know, kind of the complimentary service that BBK provides is that we will just give you all the red flags to begin with. And then we can discuss whether or not it makes sense to use a financial advisor. Cause a lot of times folks right. don't even need an advisor, you know? Yeah. Well, a lot of times when we look at uh, their situation, you know, from a basic standpoint, then that could lead to some of the other planning ideas as well. Uh, not to say that we don't get into tax planning, we don't get into estate planning, uh, but this is the starting point that that we typically will find clients want to start at and, and go from there. Please reach out, BBK Wealth, thoughts at BBK Wealth, uh, if you have questions, concerns, or just want to get that conversation started. Absolutely. I love it. All right. Well, let's move on. We have a lot of things going on with uh, the business and in our personal lives. Um, I wanted to kind of share something that was just kind of mind-boggling to me uh, in the, the vein of kids and growing up and growing up fast. Uh, we went to a, a pool party at my uncle's the other day. And um, last year when we had done the same thing, we usually have a few, few each year. Uh, Roman could not, I mean, he's still having floaties and couldn't swim. And we had a moment where we're all playing volleyball and someone looks over and he was standing under the water and, and couldn't get out. <laughs> so someone had to help him. Well, this year, one year later, he is now walking in the pool. There um, you go. And like, and just going around that thing like crazy. And I, I, I only wanted to share that because when everybody tells me, you know, time flies by and kids grow up fast, you know, I kind of always just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. I get reminded by things like that, that in, in one year's time, he's a whole head length taller and is, is doing things that I never, never would have thought. But, um, so yeah, it was just, it was kind of exciting too. Cause now there's a little less of the worry in the pool, you know, um, less concern Certainly. about it when he yeah. can, he can stand in there and do that. But it was just, it was just kind of an, an, an interesting moment to just kind of think back and be like, man, that was just a year ago. These kids just grow like weeds. Yes, uh, they and I'm sure you can do. say that <laughs> for sure. Yeah, no, I've had similar thoughts. I mean, it's it's wild to think as we were just traveling, as I'd mentioned, you know, that mm -hmm. we're we bring the stroller with us, you know, and like I don't know that we really need to anymore. And sure, you know, we're at sure. a point where we're just about done with diapers completely. And yeah, yeah, I mean, they do. They grow up fast, and it makes me right. feel old. And it's fun though, because as they grow, like I'll tell you, you know, my quick story here on something that completely random that I love. Is going out on the boat, you know, mm -hmm. and like if you're with a little kid that can't even touch in the shallow end, I mean, that's a completely different experience going out on a boat than if you have like this weekend, my daughter, my eight-year-old Caroline, she got out there on a tube, you know, and she had her life yeah. jacket on and everything else like that. Sure. And she had the time of her life. 
that made me feel old. Like, when did I get a kid <laughs> that's big enough to jump on a tube and start flying around out sure. there and just love it, you know? Right, um, right. And the entire time, you know, when you're tubing, it's, you know, you put your thumb up if you want to go faster, thumb, thumb mm-hmm. down if you want to slow down. And then I think, I don't know if it's okay. I always just say, go faster, go faster, go faster. So yeah. does Car- <laughs> So did Caroline, you know? Like, every time someone looked at her and asked her if she was okay, she would just do a thumbs up, like, I want to go faster. Go. So, yeah, no, it's great, man. Kids... Kids grow quick. Tell me, I want to ask you a quick question, man. Yeah, so yeah. when I was gone this last week, I know we're getting into Meals on Wheels, and mm-hmm. I know that you had your first experience with it, and I was hoping you could share with me and with everybody a little bit about what the game plan is here with Meals on Wheels. Absolutely. We had a great time. We got to travel around with, I believe he's the coordinator um, over Meals on Wheels. His name is Wayne, and uh, he drove us around to – I think it was 12 or so locations where we got to deliver meals to some, some older families. And, uh, it was, it was great. I I'm so, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of us going together and doing that. And I'll tell you the number one reason, and it was mentioned the last lady we, we had had met as we were delivering a meal. She said, you know what? I just look forward to when my meal is delivered so I can just talk to somebody because I hardly get That's to talk great. to people during yeah. the week. So, and I thought, you know what, that, that is just an, an, an amazing reason to, to do this is just to be able to go out and just kind of communicate and talk with folks that don't have a lot of communication and fellowship during the week. So we're doing a good thing by delivering meals and we get to just get to know people well, build relationships in the community and, and have those conversations. So yeah, it was really good. It was, we got, got to learn, you know, how to separate the, the cold, hot meals, things like that. And, um, and then get them delivered. And, um, I look forward for you to go on the first ride along with us, Tyler. Yeah, man. I'm excited too. I, I can't wait. And I, I know we talked about it just briefly last week and you had mentioned that story to me and I just started smiling and I shared it with my mom and with my wife or all three of us, I guess, for that matter, laughed about the fact that there's a really good chance that uh, I might, may not make it past the second or third house. Um, yeah, if I sit down with someone the and they, well, exactly. <laughs> If I sit down with someone and they start talking, I could be there forever, which will be great. I can't, I, I'm excited Absolutely. for it. And, uh, yeah, I, I just, I love, I love everything about that, man. Yeah, absolutely. So that we'll, we'll be doing that every week on Tuesday. So I'm sure we'll have plenty of, uh, of good stories to tell. And then let me share with you another business here. Uh, yeah. Cody was sharing with me and he, he and his wife have been, uh, helping with combat cookies. So I wanted to, to give a little information, give them a shout out. And I'm sure here in the future, we'll, we'll do more with, with combat cookies. So, uh, it's a local, local company here, nonprofit, um, right out of Dayton, Indiana, and it's veteran owned and operated since 2018. And it's by Brandy and Brandon. Um, they have served most of their careers in the air force. Uh, and uh, Brandy is actually retiring this month, but she is a phenomenal baker. So in their time in the, the, the military field, they've had long periods of being away from their family. You know, they've had yeah, several tours yeah. and things. And one thing that, uh, you know, as Cody was talking to them and volunteering, they said that they just absolutely looked forward to when care packages would come in. You know, it was yeah. just such a morale, morale boost for them and all those around them when they would get those care packages. So with her being a, a, a great baker, you know, when they, when they got back and from there and wanted to look, you know, what's the next stage of our lives? How can we help, you know, others in the same situation? They thought, well, let's just, let's start sending, you know, care packages to, to military folks and see if we can get a lot of other people involved. Uh, so they're, they're sending out a ton of, of packages all the time. I believe 
let me get the the facts here. They have so far since 2018 have sent out over 15,000 cookies in 176 boxes. And um, they're always looking for people who want to sponsor boxes and, um, you know, be able, be able to just make make a day for somebody who is away from family, who, you know, we just celebrated July 4th, you know, Independence Day, who maybe are, are, are overseas during that time and don't get to spend it with their families. Well, why don't we send them, a, you know, a box of cookies, you know, to, to just tell them how how we are very, very supportive of them and when what they're doing and the sacrifice that they're making. And so I just think that is just a ph- phenomenal thing that, that we can all be a part of. I've noticed, you know, now that, that Cody and his wife, Julie, have been doing this, um, they're everywhere. I mean, they're, they're setting up at every, you know, fair around Indiana, every different event. I see that uh, Combat Cookies is setting up. So there's a lot of opportunity to uh, be able to help it, help out on that. So I'll put the link to, to where you can donate to them. Great. And also the link just to their, their homepage. They do have yeah. some hours on Saturdays from, I believe, 9 to noon there in Dayton, Indiana, where you can go in as well in their bakery. So, um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a great thing, a great cause to be a part of. All right. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard about it a little bit here and there. I'm excited to meet them, excited to hear their story. And that's a really great way and a simple way to get involved. Uh, maybe and I've had the cookies. They're, they're good. Phenomenal. Oh yeah. Yeah. They Cody brought them in. They are really good. Yeah. They're fantastic. That's great. All right, man. I want to tell you a different type of story, right? So okay. here recently, I know last time we we've kind of danced around the idea of talking about cryptocurrency. I dove mm-hmm. into it last time and I want to share a quick story with you about a scam that just kind of happened. Let me start with the scam story. So a good friend, family friend of ours, uh, through Instagram had made a post about some digital currency investing that they had done. And this is kind of common, you know, if you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you know, God, if you have Reddit, some, you, I don't even know all the different places you can go. So you see these types of things. I'm investing in Bitcoin. I'm a millionaire. I'm a billionaire, all these different things that are happening. And it's part of the reason that people are uncomfortable with digital currency, you know? Right. And so this, family friend was close enough to us that my wife asked me about it. She's like, Hey Ty, like, you know, so-and-so posted this, like, what do you think? And I was like, listen, so the post in essence, I'll, I'll summarize it said, you know, I invested, you know, a couple grand and now it's worth like 40 grand. And <laughs> it was like, I invested 3000. Now it's worth 40,000. And it had showed like a screenshot of their digital wallet, which is where you hold your, your currency. If you don't work with an advisor and it showed that, you know, there was ownership of two Bitcoins, which is around 40 some odd thousand bucks now. And uh, that looked accurate, you know, because if you own two, it is worth around 40, you know. And so she had asked me and I was like, listen, if someone invested a couple grand, you know, 10 years ago, they'd have millions, just millions. (laughs) I mean, it's not even like 40,000, it'd be millions. If you did it, um, you know, six months ago, you'd be down 50%. You know, if you did it a year ago, you might be flat. Maybe you're up or down 10 or 20%. But I mean, it is wildly volatile. So I looked at it and it was talking about mining because she'd been mining okay. that she'd made all this, right? <laughs> so again, you're using all those funny words and I'm like, honey, it's a scam. Like, there's just no mm-hmm. way. I mean, maybe not. And if she made all that money, and this is a true story, BG, I said, get the information. Because I'm like, if she found a crypto trader that's turned three grand into 40,000, I will give him so much money right now. 
Like, are you kidding me? Like, I want that dude's name, number, address. Such a like, time move. I know. Well, why not, right? <laughs> so then, you know, the rest of the day goes by. By the time we get to the next day, Maggie's like, hey, yesterday, you know that thing I told you about? It was a complete scam. And I'm like, of course it was, you know? And so that's one of the things I want to talk about today and why I've been dragging my feet is when I started talking last week, I realized <clears throat> audio is not the right medium to talk about digital currency mm-hmm. yet. I need to be more prepared. I need to be better as a teacher. And I think about how difficult it was for teachers doing digital online learning for the last couple of years, how <laughs> yeah. unbelievably difficult that is, right? So I am going to build out an entire set of visual graphics that are going to go along with the podcast so that it makes it a little bit simpler. But I wanted to share that story today as just kind of a public service announcement. Do not do anything unless you feel like you have the technological abilities to understand what it is. Because advisors right now don't necessarily understand what Bitcoin, Ethereum, decentralized finance are. Institutions are just getting started. So when people were saying the internet's stupid, that's the point we are right now. Like when people said Google, what's Google? Like why would you invest in Google? That's where we are right now, even though it's been 10 years. And so if you are at a point where you're thinking about investing in digital currencies, you need to make sure you're talking to an expert or you make yourself an expert. You know, that's kind of always my story. If someone comes in here and starts telling me I'm not doing my job right, I'm going to tell them, well, then you don't need a financial advisor. Like, you know, I'm not at a point in my career where I'm proving how good I am anymore. People are coming to us. It's more along the lines of how how does my skill set, our skill set here work with what you need, right? Um, And I see digital currency the same way. We have a half dozen or more folks that are investing in digital currency. And it's because they understand the long-term nature of it. It's very expensive. It's very volatile. And... I believe wholeheartedly the reason you need to always be thinking about it, or not thinking, but know that it's there, is that you're going to be forced to use it. It is not a good business model. It is disruptive. There will come a point in the next decade where it will no longer just be an asset class. It won't be an investment. It will become a utility, right? right. And, and to share it with you, you know, when we start talking about the marketplaces and how big different things are, Bitcoin, which is the you know, asset I wanted to talk about today, it was the first cryptocurrency. And every other cryptocurrency was inspired from Bitcoin. And now all those other cryptocurrencies are called alternative coins or alt coins is what they call them, right? So Bitcoin is the biggest. And if you're going to get started, if you want to look at information, if you want to start educating yourself, Bitcoin's going to be the one you want to start with because it was the first and it's the most popular in terms of both market cap and dominance, Bitcoin is still remains the most prominent digital currency. The reason that I like digital currency so much is that it's going to be a limited number, Brandon. And we've talked about that a little bit. There's only going to be 21 million Bitcoins. So over the course of the next handful of years, as Bitcoin continues to be mined, we're going to fill out that number. And then at that point is when the utility value of Bitcoin, I think, is really going to take right. off, Right. So there's a couple of basics on Bitcoin. I don't want to go too much deeper. You know, I'm already running late on this piece of it, but uh, this is my verbal commitment to the world. I always tell people when I say it out loud, <laughs> it becomes so real. I've already built some of them out. I just have to make sure that they are on point so I can connect all the different forms of media. And uh, I, I'm excited to share it with everybody. If you're looking for those types of information, and just like we had mentioned with cash flow planning, 
don't be afraid to ask. You know, uh, exactly. I'm thrilled to talk about this stuff. We built BBK with the sole purpose of being able to communicate with our clients. And so if you do have questions, if you do have concerns, if you feel bad you're reaching out to us because you're going to bother us, you're making a huge mistake. Every time our clients ask us questions, that's how we build the script for our next podcast. So please, exactly. please reach out to us with any questions you have. And uh, I'm really excited. I think by the time we hit number seven, we'll have our first set of resources complete. So it's going to be it's going to be good as we move forward on digital currency. I look forward to it. Well, let's move on to all the things that bring us joy. Yes, I love this, man. So I, I have to tell you this story, especially after being serious with digital currency. It gets me so excited <laughs> that I have a hard time turning off like the business mode and going back into regular human mode. Yeah. Uh, but I got to tell you the story about Thomas. And I know if you're listening to the podcast, you're one of the millions and millions of people listening every week. <laughs> you probably have come to realize that Thomas is a pretty big part of my life, right? Um, I do have four kids. But even when Brandon and I were putting this all together, he had said, you know, there's got to be a Thomas story somewhere. Yeah, um, always a Thomas story. Well, the kid is just, he's a unicorn. He really <laughs> is. He is, uh, he never ceases to amaze me. And now the funniest part about this guy is he wants to be a big kid, you know? And so he doesn't want to wear a puddle jumper when he swims. He's, yeah. you know, he will drown before he admits that he doesn't <laughs> know how to swim, right? Oh, man. And now he's convinced, he's realized that being four means that you're older than three. So he is three years old. He just turned three, three or four months ago. And he is convinced he's four. And so if someone asks him, which is very normal for little kids, right? Hey, little guy, how old are you? You know? Yeah. He goes, I'm four. I'm like, you're four? Oh, you're four? And I'm like, no, buddy, you're three. You're three. He's like, I'm not three. I'm four. He's like... And buddy, you know him. He squeaks. He's like a little mouse. Oh, sure. You know, so he's squeaky when he does it and he's smiling when he's yelling. And so it is priceless. The next time we all get together, <laughs> you know, I, ask him how old he is and he will beat you up if you try to convince him that he is three years old. So that's the first thing um, I'm going to do is I'm going to find yep. Thomas and ask him how old he is. <laughs> how was your, how was your 4th of July, man? Yeah. Tell yeah, me how it all yeah. went. Um, it was eventful <laughs> to be honest. Um, we had, uh, a big gathering with some a church family. Um, they every year, a church family of ours. They 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 host a big event, and it's invite anyone you wanna we wanna bring. So it's not just a church event. Um, big old cookout, you know, fellowship time. Kids loved it. Just running around trampolines there. Anything. It's out on a small like five acre farm. You know, goats and uh, chickens and you know all the above. So. Uh, the kids were a mess afterwards. I got to bring a friend from New Jersey. He got to got to spend some time there, and then we went and actually uh, watched the fireworks here in Lafayette, downtown Lafayette. Um, so we got to park right in my parking space, just behind the office here. We just got to set up right there and um, got to watch the fireworks just uh, north north of where our office is. Um, so it was good. It was good. I just great. I got to I took Roman and a friend, and we we watched some fireworks, and then got home and. I think we all were just exhausted. It was just a long, long day, but um, but it was really good. It was really good and eventful that we got to do everything we wanted to do, and uneventful in the fact that no surprises hit us. So that's that's, that's always great. a great thing. yeah. That's yeah. always the great thing. No surprises. That's a big win. So we got through it. So how about yours? Because you were you were in New York during the time. What'd you guys do? Yeah, my fourth was great. We went to fireworks. Thomas absolutely loved them. So we oh, threw man. all the kids in the back of a truck. 
and uh, drove down the hill. So my parents live about a tenth of a mile, maybe a little more from the lake. Mm-hmm. And Seneca Lake is a glacial lake. So glaciers were up in the Great Lakes. And then when they all started to melt, they came down mm-hmm. through, you know, the Midwest, through New York and everything else. And they carved out lakes that look like fingers almost in New York from Lake Erie and Lake Ontario. And so nonetheless, I tell you all that to tell you, it's huge, steep banks. And so, you know, you live up above the water, you can see things. And so we all threw the kids in the back of the truck, drove down to the water. And then one of the little hotel motels had a fireworks show. And so it was 50, 50, man. I had no idea either. This (laughs) is going to be fantastic and we're going to have a great time or it's going to be miserable, and it's another one of my favorite things that are going to be rain-checked for the next decade. <laughs> and uh, I got lucky. You know, Kate didn't really like the noise. She had her hand over her ears a little bit. She'd been to fireworks before. Caroline was familiar with it. But these were being set off, you know, less than 50 yards from us. Oh, so this wow. is not where you're sitting, like, you know, way far away. Like, these were huge fireworks being set off on the dock, you know, and we're 50 yards back off the water and they're going up. And so it was loud. And the first one that went off was startling. Like I jumped, everyone jumped, Thomas jumped. And then he looks at Mimi and he's like, do it again, do it again. You know, (laughs) Mimi is what we call my mom. So Mimi and Papa are our parents. Mm -hmm. So, and that they loved it. So we had about a half an hour, you know, 20 minute fireworks show sitting in the back of a truck. I felt at home. You know, it was so great to be sitting in the back of a truck, watching fireworks, eating food and doing that kind of a thing. My sister um, ended up coming later in the week. She wasn't there at that point, but it was great. And uh, we had some family friends there. So it was it was a great win. I I love fireworks. I can't wait for next year. Yeah. Well, you did mention earlier in the show about the the golf cart parade and all that stuff. You guys share a little bit more about that. I will. So I have video evidence. I have pictures. <laughs> I have all kinds of stuff. I don't, I mean, it should make it out. If not, like maybe I'll just throw a post up on the website about it for people that are listening. Um, it could be tough with the millions of listeners, you know, going to the website at one time. But, of course, of course. Um, yeah, so the the golf cart parade was absolutely fantastic. So the one that, the golf cart that won the competition dressed their golf cart up like a circus tent. And then they oh, had- wow. Uh, the bearded woman, which was, you know, a guy that was, you know, 250 mm. pounds, huge beard, wearing a dress, had a little umbrella, sitting on the back of the golf cart. You know, the the one person was dressed up like a ringleader. The other person was dressed up like a lion. The cart okay. looked like a circus tent. They had the music playing. Um, there was a Minions cart. There was, you know, we did a zoo cart type of a okay. theme where we had a lot of different things going on. Uh, it was amazing, man. There were like 30 <laughs> different bet. golf carts all dressed up in like different types of things. Wow. You know, there was a cow, there was a fire truck, there was a police car. Like it was amazing. <laughs> and so what ends up happening, man, is that everyone ends up doing this. And so you have, you know, maybe 30 or 40 different families are participating mm-hmm. in this. And, you know, everyone brings out a huge bowl of candy and they're throwing it away like it's a regular July yeah, 4th parade. Yeah. So my boys didn't get in the golf cart. They watched the parade. The girls got in the golf okay. cart with my mom. Backpacks filled with candy. I mean, they did, they made out like champions, man. It was absolutely Good for you. Run. Yeah. <laughs> so the golf cart parade is real, and I'm really excited. Again, uh, I can't wait for next year. It'll be a lot of fun. And next year, we're going to kick it up a level. We're going to do, you, you know, in the parades where they do the Chinese fire dragons? Yeah, yeah. 
you know, where it's kind of like a snake and they have different uh-huh. people and mm-hmm. pop them up and down. We're going to do that with golf carts. So okay. my game plan is to get okay. like four or five families together and get like red garbage bags and connect them all together yep, yep. and make this wild golf cart train. I'm so excited. Now that I'm involved, like it's going to be bad news. Now there's competition and yeah. Tyler wants to win the competition. No doubt. All right. Well, we should probably finish up with uh, things that we're grateful for here. So I'll, I'll lead us off here. Uh, we just recently celebrated my my wife's grandpa's 92nd birthday. It's awesome. Um, so 92 years, and it got me thinking that you know, I still have grandparents who are all you know alive and get to see the the great grandkids. So just very thankful that um, the grandparents are around and can, and can spend time with the grandkids, and they're in uh, in good enough shape that my my kids can still you know we'll go spend the night, spend time with them. Cause not everybody gets that opportunity, you know, as, as grandparents get, you know, nineties and, and, and higher, we just have that opportunity right now. I have both sets of my grandparents are, are still here with us and, and get to spend a lot of time with them. My wife and my son right now are at my grandmother's visiting. Um, so th- to have that, to, to be able to do that, I, it just was, it was a good thing to think and just step back and think I should spend more time with them as well. You know? So what, what do you got for us? Tyler? Well, yeah, I mean that's awesome. I, I'm jealous. I, I don't. I, I always. I wish there was a word for like not jealous, but uh, <laughs> sure. I admire that maybe. Sure. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's the right word either. But so we don't. I, I don't have. You know, my right. my grandpa passed away when I was in or after college. My grandma passed away when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. My grandpa, on my mom's side, passed away when I was in college. So yeah, I mean, it, it, I did grow up with that, but I don't still have that. My my mom's mom, right. my grandma passed away before I was born. Yeah, I mean, it's it's wild, you know, that you have that. And then in a different, you know, route, one of my buddies that I had shared with you, I, I met up with him in Buffalo, Chris and his wife, mm-hmm. Nicole. She never met her grandparents. She doesn't have any. Really? Okay. Yeah, you know, so it's such a wild thing that you don't realize how important those not important as much as valuable, you know, they're, they're just right. such great yeah. relationships. So I'm, I'm it's thrilled that you get to spend that time with them. That is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah and it, I, in a very similar capacity, like for my kids, it's fantastic. I love seeing them with my parents. It is such a joy. I love seeing them with my wife's parents too. You know, they live here locally, sure. so we see them a lot more, but you appreciate it all. And it's, it is great for that time. And kind of to piggyback on that, I always love fellowship. You know me, man. Um, yeah. But I like it in very small amounts. Very, very, very <laughs> small amounts. Uh, yeah, so I'm really excited. I'm going to go visit my buddies. Um, we're going to get together again just for like a day or something like that. Okay. And my uh, my college roommate lives in St. Louis, you know, so that's just kind of a day trip type of a thing. Uh, getting together, meet with them at some point. My college buddies are from all over the country. I mean, so it's always tough for us to get together. It was unique that I got to see the one in Buffalo here recently. He lives outside of New York, but... I thought that was really, really great. And I'm grateful for Seneca Lake, man. I'm not going to lie. And vacations. I like Florida too. But Seneca Lake, you know, home is where the heart is. And when we started driving to go visit my parents, I started calling it home. And at one point, like my son got, he's like, we're going home? Like, no, I don't want to go home. Like, I want to go visit Mimi and Papa. And I was like, oh, you know, like, yeah, no, home is where the heart is, right? So I'm really grateful to be able to go home. And the last thing I'm going to, throw on here for grateful for is summer camps man we haven't talked about summer camps a ton (laughs) michael and caroline are going to day camps next week and kate's going to her first this is the first smith overnight camp like sunday sunday through something i don't even know how long she's going to be gone 
But oh, yeah, we're doing our first overnighter and we got Michael and Caroline doing a day camp. So we're going to be really busy working next week. We have touched on just about everything. We may have missed a couple, but I think it was a really good quick wrap up. As you get a chance to listen to this episode, please reach out to us at thoughts at bbkwealth.com or reach out to us individually. Uh, my email is tyler.smith at bbkwealth.com. Brandon is brandon.greg at bbkwealth.com. And please, please, as you send us those emails, we'll make sure we drop a line about you on the next podcast. And we're excited to get together with you again in two weeks. Thanks for listening again. Thanks for listening in. If you have any questions or would like clarification on the topics discussed in this episode, or you'd like to share topic ideas for future episodes, please reach out by email to thoughts at bbkwealth.com. And if you'd like to learn more about BBK Wealth and the services we provide, you can find more info on our website, bbkwealth.com, or on Facebook at BBK Wealth. And as a quick reminder, our thoughts shared on this podcast are just that, our thoughts and not specific advice. If you'd like advice on anything discussed, please reach out. Lastly, if you are looking to start your own podcast and like the production and quality of our episodes, check out our producer, Jared White, at jaredwhitemedia.com. Again, thanks for listening in, and we look forward to you joining us next time on our Thoughts from the Pickup Line.